Welcome to the Uncommonly Made Podcast, where we bring people together to create connections and build relationships. Thank you for tuning in to the Uncommonly Made Podcast. My name is Carrie Savaya, and I am your host. I had the pleasure today of speaking with Jeremiah Larson. Jeremiah is a certified life and relationship coach. He's been managing, mentoring, and coaching for the past decade, and he's a lifelong learner and a student of relationships. I found Jeremiah through TikTok, where he makes funny videos with voiceovers and child voices in his adult body and really just brings a smile to the faces of anyone who watches him. I linked over to his Instagram page, where he also includes some of his personal story along the way and inspirational, thought-provoking questions, which are always inspiring. So that prompted me to reach out to him and see if he would be interested in speaking with me about relationships, the value in hiring a coach to help navigate relationships. Some of the things that we talk about on this episode are the definition of love, how he's been influenced in his journey, some ideas around how he can stay in the present, what one might look for in seeking out love, how relationships can repair, and then finally what it is that makes him uncommon. Thank you for joining, and if you like this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, and be sure to subscribe so that you get alerts on future episodes. All right, I've got Jeremiah Larson here with me today, and I'm super excited that he's willing to talk with me about life. So, Jeremiah, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So I found you on TikTok, which led me to your Instagram and all of the things, the creativity that you put out into the universe has been really uplifting during a really challenging time. So I look forward to having this conversation with you today. Um, When I clicked on your little profile icon in Instagram and saw that you were a relationship coach that inspired me to learn more about you. And we get to develop this conversation today in honor of the Love Month. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring you here and just talk really loosely about relationships and love and get a a kind of like little pocket of what it is you give to your clients when they reach out to you for coaching. So with that said, how do you define love? How do you define love? How do you define love? Baby, don't hurt me. It's a good song. How much time do we have? As much time as you need. Okay. <laughs> Esther defines love as a feeling of strong or constant affection. And love is not just a noun, it's also a verb. And um, as we've talked about before, you know, I see love as the spectrum um, with head love being on one side of the spectrum and heart love being on the other side. And this head love is <clears throat> this conscious decision to love someone. Even if you don't like them, you're going to love them. And then the heart love on the heart side <clears throat> is not a choice. You can't choose to love them. You can't choose to stop loving them. It just emanates from your heart but I've never found a better description for love than first Corinthians, which says love is patient. And in this day and age of instant gratification, endless swiping backup options, this has become increasingly difficult. Love is kind. So many people are in relationships where they aren't even nice to each other. And kindness is such a critical characteristic that we need to look for in people. Um, And I think it's sometimes overlooked and it needs to be at the top of our list. Is this person kind? Love's not jealous. It's not possessive. It's not controlling. It doesn't try to own another person. It loves them in a way that makes them feel free and feels, makes them feel free to be themselves and who they really are, because that's what you want. You want to be able to accept them for who they are so they don't lose who they are in the relationship. Love doesn't brag because a win for you 
is a win for them and a loss for your partner is a loss for you because you're a team. Love is not rude. Respect is huge in a relationship and especially for men. Men crave respect so much. Uh, and even when it comes to like arguments and disagreements, when you have that level of respect for each other, then you know you're not gonna cross those boundaries, you're not gonna cross the lines and say things that you don't mean. Love is not selfish. You have to continually put each other first and you're, you're in the service industry and you're here to serve each other. Love is not easily angered. I frequently tell people to look at, learn to look at their partner like they're a puppy or a kitten. Um, because who, who's gonna be mad at a puppy or a kitten? I mean, you, you see them and your heart melts. Love keeps no record of wrongs. So it doesn't keep score. It doesn't hold grudges. It learns to let go and it learns to forgive. Love doesn't delight in evil. That means it's, there's no hiding. There's no snaking around. No cheating. There's no micro cheating, right? Sliding in other people's DMs. There's no keeping your phone locked, keeping a cover on your phone, hiding it. It's just, there's none of that. Love rejoices in truth. I always recommend that couples practice radical honesty in their relationship. Radical honesty. Love always protects. It doesn't air the dirty laundry out to your friends. It doesn't air it out to your family. It doesn't air it out on social media. It protects each other and it protects your relationship. Love always trusts. For example, it trusts their partner to be coming from a place of love. And when you do that, you're not gonna be easily hurt and you're not gonna be easily offended because you always trust that so even there, so sometimes things don't come out right, that they have the best intentions for you. Love always hopes. It believes in each other and it sees the best in your partner. Love always perseveres. When it's true love, you can't just decide to stop loving someone. True love lasts forever, even though sometimes a relationship doesn't and sometimes a marriage doesn't. The love lasts and love never fails. Uh, I talk a lot about an exercise of just having people ask themselves, what would love do? So when they're presented with a situation um, where they're not sure if they're responding correctly or why someone would be upset with them, ask yourself, what would love do? So for example, if, if your wife wants them to go to church with you and you don't believe in that mumbo jumbo, and I'm not going to do that. Ask yourself, what would someone that was madly in love with this person do? Would they go to church, even if they didn't quite believe in that stuff, but it was important to them? Yeah. So what, and when you ask yourself that, and then you answer it, then go do that. Go do that thing. So that's a long-winded explanation for just scratching the surface of what love looks like. Yeah, thank you for painting that really clear picture of that verse too. I think it often gets sugarcoated um, when people just quote First Corinthians without really putting behind it any umph, any any heart. Um, and love can very easily be uh, redefined, even using some of those key points without really being examined. So I really appreciate your perspectives on that, and I think that that can apply in any relationship beyond just the marital. Um, being a father, being a mother um, and really being able to picky into the loving relationships with our kids, with our family members. Um, I'd also like to hear a little bit more on how love relates outside of the coupling relationship and the intimacy and the relationship of, a, of two partners and how we can love others in the world. So that connectedness that I believe comes from a universal pull the energetic pull of love that can extend out to people who are not, who are not in your immediate relationship category right. and yeah. that love isn't limited to mm. just being with your partner and that you can deeply, deeply love people who are not 
uh, an intimate relationship. Absolutely. And first um, Corinthians still applies there as well. Absolutely, it does. That's what I love about it. it it's all over the place. Some, some people try to love or, or want to be loved like a mother loves a child and, and that it doesn't work that way in, <laughs> sometimes in right. relationships. But when you look at the verse and you see how it manifests itself, it's great how it just applies to pretty much every situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I love about it. So tell me what's been your most influential um, experiences or uh, people who have helped you foster not only what love means to you personally, but how you relate that to your experiences as a coach. I think I'm probably most influenced by my own personal experiences as probably most people are because those are the ones that hit the hardest. Right? We learn what to do and what not to do, what we should have done, what we could have done um, from our own personal experiences and, and our own relationships. Um, I've also been just as influenced as everyone by movies and TV. I am a hopeless romantic. Uh, and those are the two ways that we learn about love is by watching our parents or grandparents and by watching movies and TV. And unfortunately, we're jaded and misguided on both spectrums, right? We're jaded by what we see in movies because that's not necessarily real. And we're also sometimes jaded by thinking that what we see our parents do is an actual healthy relationship. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes, you know, we think that's reality and it doesn't have to be. We don't have to be like our parents. We get to choose how, what our relationship wants, you know, what we want it to look like. So would you say that your parents were your intro to learning about a loving relationship that carried you through into what you developed to be, what you wanted in a relationship, and then now what you help? Has that influenced you all along in your journey? Not just personally, but also professionally would you say parents would be the number one beginning you mentioned that? I I think that that is I mean it's you start forming your ideas from a very early age of what that looks like and so if you have parents that are very affectionate with each other you start to see that as like it's you know that's a very natural thing and that's how you should be and if you have parents that are very cold and distant with each other then you assume that that's normal, right? What we determine to be normal is just what we're exposed to. So the more things you're exposed to, the more you start to see. Now, it's not so much about what's right and what's wrong. It's about what do you want? What do you crave? What kind of relationship do you want? Um, and, you know, things were different back then. I didn't have dating apps. If you didn't stick it out through the hard times, you were going to be alone the rest of your life, right? And now, if it doesn't work and you get divorced, you could have 50 dates next week. And if those don't work, you'll be at 50 dates the next week. This is a different world we live in today. So people kind of put up with things, not that they weren't happy, um, but they just, they just stuck with it. Because that's what you did. There's something beautiful to be said about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think coming through challenges in a loving relationship teaches a lot about perseverance and loving through the hard times and not just giving up when it's hard. And I do think that um, if, if we look back generationally, that might be a lost art. I'm not quite sure what the future is going to look like. We have to stay in the mm -hmm. present, right? But Based on what you just shared, I would tend to agree that the previous generations had a different description of what the longevity looked like in a loving relationship. And I think um, in the present day, we've gone through a lot of challenges that were unexpected, that took a really big toll on loving relationships that our current culture has allowed an easy out to be able to go on and think the grass is greener if you swipe whatever direction. I don't know how people swipe because I've never been in that app, but whatever direction you swipe, um, that the grass is greener over there. And when the yeah. truth is really that the grass is 
screen is where you water it. And if you're not giving yeah. attention to your existing experience, then it's going to be a really difficult one to maintain. Exactly. And our parents, parent, our parental roles and, and grandparents, you mentioned grandparents and really seeing the pros and the cons of what we wanted to create in ourselves and our future relationships. Um, yeah. And the movies, I think it's funny that I recently watched the show. I think it's, what's the name of it? It's This Is Us, I think. It's the NBC family drama that started years ago. And mm -hmm. they made the main father character look like the perfect husband. Like I was watching this show and, and the storyline continued on. And I was like, man, the, the single women who are watching this show in the, today's generation are going to compare all of their future dates to this fictional character of Jack. And nobody's ever going to live up to that. And I feel bad for the dating relationships that are going to come from this season. And then I realized that we did that too in a different time. And it just looks different. And movies, as you mentioned, and rom-coms kind of set us up for this idea of what love can look like. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts around the reality of whether or not that can be cultivated in real life because it is a storyline and it is written and it's, it's perfectly scripted so that he and she say just the right things at the right time. And is that something that you believe can be cultivated based on the foundational definition of First Corinthians love um, in a real world environment? What are your thoughts on that? That's a great that? question. Great question. And I, I believe, I believe 100% that it can be um, because I have the, and this, this will get into one of the questions you'll probably ask later about, you know, how we're made and, and, and my experience. And, and the reason I have this spectrum is this, the movie love is over here, right? Is the heart love that's just flows from you naturally. And, um, but a lot of people are in this head love side um, where they just, they're in the grind. They're just grinding it out. They're staying together for the kids. They're staying together for the family. They're just going to work. They're doing their thing, you know, and they're just, they're going to stick it out. And I've, I've had the experience to, you know, be in both. I, you know, I had, had those crazy roller coaster relationships in high school and college where you break up, get back together, break up, get back together. And um, then I was married for 20 years, raising kids, doing the thing. And, and I was in that. And I, I thought that was love. And, and I did love, I loved my wife very much as much as I was capable of loving her. I loved her somewhere on that spectrum but it was more on the head love side. And then, you know, after divorce, I met someone and, and I've had a number of connections with people that have shown me what was missing from my marriage. I didn't understand what was missing. My wife knew there was something missing and I couldn't, and she couldn't somehow explain it to me in a way that made sense. But after, I, after we got divorced and I started to have relationships and you, you connect in different ways. There's seven and a half billion people in the world. You're going to have a different connection with each one of them, right? There's physical, there's spiritual, there's emotional, there's mental. And you're going to connect at a different level on each one of those with each person. Mm -hmm. And ideally, you want to be with someone that like you're 10 across all of them. And when when you have that when you when you when you experience that it is like a movie it, like you can't think straight i mean it's if everybody li lived in that all the time like roads wouldn't get built buildings wouldn't get you know put up like nothing would happen we would all just be like just crazy love all the time and it's hard it's hard to focus it's hard to like do a job it's hard to raise kids because you're always thinking about this other person and it's beautiful it's amazing but it's hard to maintain it takes work and it takes effort and sometimes it's just too much mm -hmm. sometimes when you're raising kids you want that just committed 
but there's, there's pros and cons to be in anywhere on the scale. There's pros and cons to all of it. When you're trying to build your career, you're trying to raise a family, you're trying to, you're all over the place focusing on your children. This committed love, sometimes that's great. That's what you need. You, you got to spend time working on getting that romance in there. But there are chapters of your life where you've got to just do the thing. And then there's other chapters of your life when they, the children start to become more independent, where you get to start rebuilding that, that romance side, which I think is totally possible. If both partners want to do it, anything's possible. How about you? I think, yeah, I think that's a key um, ending there. If both partners are interested and willing to create that agreed upon definition of what they want their relationship to look like and both parties say yeah absolutely I want that and then um, in some of the ways that you unpacked first Corinthians for us that would include healthy communication and no walls so trust that would include um, being able to work through challenges and overcome them without fear of uh, judgment um, talking to each other rather than taking that to friends or outside world like you mentioned about um, sharing inclusively like being able to talk to your partner rather than behind their back about things yeah. that are hard and I think um, absolutely that that movie love can exist in real life if both parties agree that they're 100% committed to doing the work necessary to get there and there are going to be seasons of life where it's really challenging. And, and I struggle through saying this is just a season and like, let's get through this season until we get to the next season, because I feel like that season can become this stagnant place of dirty water that mm -hmm. perhaps it starts to grow lily pads that are really pretty, but it's just sitting there on the water. It's not going anywhere. And I think yeah. that that's, that might be one of the biggest challenges faced in today's time where People are struggling in relationship and um, in talking with a lot of people, a lot of women in the work that I do and also in social networks, I feel like um, relationships are really struggling when one person stops and is okay with right now, the, the status quo and mediocrity of that stagnant place of we're going through this hard season where the other person is saying, but I want to, I want to grow now. I'm ready to grow and move out of this pond right. into this next phase. And the other partner's okay over here, not doing that work. And, and I feel like this has become a trend where then it's kind of like that ticket of maybe we need to see this grass is greener over here in our culture of mm -hmm. swipe happy world and social media and this place where people are living this authenticity in the public eye and seeing a TikToker, seeing an Instagrammer, seeing this energy of someone else that's not happening in their existing space and wanting more. Um, and, then, and then looking at the movie and looking at that Hallmark special where they say, but I want that. And I thought right. we were going in that direction and we're not anymore. So I've got a couple of directions that this can go. So I want to ask you, based on the idea that what we experience is all perception and mm -hmm. what we learn is a culmination of everything that we witnessed in life and what we decide for our lives and our relationship is a perception of, of our version of reality. We have the past and we have the expectation of what we'd like to see in our future. What do you think about staying in the present in that? And how do we stay here in the right now and building relationships, either cultivating new ones, repairing existing, or hopefully setting ourselves up for future without the limiting beliefs of the past, without the expectation of the future? How do you help people see the right now in front of us? That's a great question. And um, I mean, it really all, it is about, perception and perspective. Here's, here's an example that I, I love. So let's say you bought a lottery ticket and you hit the Powerball and you win a million dollars. What kind of day are you gonna have? 
we're going to have a good day, right? It's going to be a great day. Well, then let, let's say the same day, just, you know, half an hour later, you get a call from your school. Your kid has a temperature. You need to come pick them up. And then you go tell your boss, you got to go pick up your kid from school and your boss gives you a hard time because it's the second time this week that you've had to leave early because of your kids. Now, how are you going to feel? You're going to feel, you're still going to feel good. You just won a million dollars, right? Uh-huh, right. You're going to ruin your day, right? You won a million dollars. There's probably nothing that's really going to happen that day. I mean, it has to be something extreme, but you're going to have a great day. So what's more valuable, money or time? Probably time. Because money's no good if you don't have any time to spend it. And time is the one thing that money can't buy. Mm -hmm. Time is more valuable than money. So you've already won the lottery. You won the lottery by being born. And the odds of that were astronomical. And you won the lottery when you woke up today. And you get another day. And so many people don't. Lots of people didn't get that option. Lots of people don't have much time. And you've been given an amazing gift. So what are you going to do with it? Another one I like is, um, like, let's say you have a $5,000 Posturepedic Serta mattress. It's the best mattress money can buy, and you sleep on that every night. And then one night you have to stay at a cheap motel. You're going to toss, you're going to turn, it's going to be really uncomfortable. You're going to get, like, no sleep that night. Let's say... There's a homeless guy that lives on a street, sleeps on the street every night, sleeps outside. One night, some guy offers him a cheap motel room, the same motel room. That person's going to have the best night of sleep of their life. It's the same room. It's the same mattress. It's all about perception and perspective. Yep. What you look for in life is what you see. And, and if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to see all the other things that you met because you were looking for this. If you're looking for negative things in your partner, you're going to see negative things. This is why the spirit of gratitude and thankfulness is so critical to being happy and fulfilled. Wake up every morning and think immediately, what am I thankful for? I woke up. I have another day every night. What am I thankful for today? Just carry a spirit of gratitude with you all the time. Be thankful for your partner. There's so many clients that are like, they're married and they, and they want out. And I have clients that are single and they want in. Learn to be happy where you are with what you have. Learn to appreciate what you have. As far as past and future, there's a, a number of grounding exercises that are really helpful. Um, some on my Instagram page um, that help you be fully present in the moment. But if you're thinking about regret, if you're rehashing old conversations in your head, you're living in the past. And if you're anxious and you're worried all the time, then you're living in the future. You need to be conscious of your thoughts. You need to practice letting go, but not just accepting your past. You have to love your past. You have to love your story. Because when you do that, then you learn to love yourself. It's all part of you. A lot of people are trying to erase their past and that's just erasing yourself. You're not accepting who you are. All, everything that you've experienced has brought you to where you are right now. And all this knowledge is going to take you forward into the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love the analogy with the bed and the person who has the great mattress at home versus the homeless person that's living on the street and their perception Same of their experience. Mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, we make our lives too comfortable. We, our bodies want to be comfortable. This is why 
physical exercise is so important, right? To force ourselves to do things that are hard to do. Force ourselves to get out of that comfort zone. That's where life happens. It's not going to happen on the couch. You have to get out, push yourself, do things, work on yourself, keep reinventing yourself, keep learning new things, keep pushing yourself. And a lot of people just get really stagnant, especially when they get into a relationship. And yeah, because now pressure on their partner to bring them happiness and bring them joy. And that's not their job. Absolutely. So loving in a relationship includes yourself and you have to love yourself to be able to extend love onto others. And if you never really clearly understand what that looks like, then you won't really clearly understand how to show up in a loving way for your partner. Yeah. So focus on your own focus on your own love by getting outside your comfort zone. So for the person who is sitting right now in the past, wallowing over the heartbreak that they've experienced or sitting in the present, unhappy with where they currently are or sitting alone, concerned about what their future looks like because they are not in a loving committed relationship right now what I just heard you share is that the key components would be to push yourself, get outside of your comfort zone, love yourself by using your body, love yourself by living in gratitude, love yourself by um, showing up and showing yourself that you are worthy of those things. And what else might you recommend for a person who is currently seeking love this Valentine's season? The most important thing is not only keep working on yourself, but you have to enjoy this time and you have to enjoy this chapter and or season or whatever you want to call it. You have to love this, this part, right? Um, but keep working on yourself. So let's say that you want someone who's creative, exciting, adventurous, romantic, stylish, funny, in good shape, right? Takes care of themselves physically. Ask yourself, if you met that person today, would that person want to date you? Would that person want to date me? Am I all those things I just said that I'm looking for? So if, if the answer is not, then you've got to put in the effort and you have to do it for you and you have to do it because you love yourself. Like I said, a lot of people do these things and, and then they meet someone and because they're doing all these things are very attractive, right? When you're pursuing your passion and you're working on yourself and you're being your best self, that's very attractive to another person. Then you get into a relationship and you stop doing those things and you can't do that. You have to continue to do those things. You have to be that person that you were that initially attracted that other person. Because in this day and age, unfortunately, if you're not the best option for that person, they're probably going to be with the person that's the best option for them. So you always have to be the best option. And this is the, the issue with marriage is that people get married and they think it's forever. This is, this is it till death do us part. And you don't realize that if you're not that person's best option, they are not going to stay either married to you or in a relationship with you. You have to bring your best self to the relationship all the time. And if they're not getting the best version of you, you have to have that open, hard conversation to say, what, what, am, what, is, what do I need to work on? What do I need to improve on? How can I show love better to you? And a lot of people don't wanna do that. They don't wanna do the work. They get really complacent when they get into a relationship and they just wanna coast. Yeah, and people are afraid of work. They are and they're they, a lot of people also get into this, I'll be happy when, mm -hmm. and they're missing out on the best moments and opportunities of their life when you're living that way. And I'll be happy when I lose 50 pounds. I'll be happy when I meet Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect. You have to know that you can live happily ever after by yourself what if yeah. you never meet that perfect person 
you would have spent your entire life pining for something that didn't happen instead of truly loving and living your life to the fullest. So embrace the loneliness, learn to enjoy your own company, fill your life with things that are meaningful to you, your friends and your family, and continue to work in, on yourself and reinvent yourself. I love the be the best version of yourself, be who you want to attract, be that, mm. and it will attract that. Mm. And don't, and don't do so inauthentically either. So it has to come from a place of like truth. So if you don't know who you are, if you're sitting lost in, lost in this, this perception of what you think love is, and it's not truly authentic to yourself, then you're not really um, cultivating that reality. You're living in the movie. So learning how to, to become who you want to become to attract the partner you want to attract is really a lot of inner work. And through that inner work and, and being really vulnerable with yourself, you can unpack your core of, of, of what, it, what you love about yourself and what you, who you want to be, you have a choice over. The person that you are, you get to decide. And yes. if you want to change something or if you want to be something or you want to do something, then individually as human beings, we have the power to cultivate that in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for the folks who are sitting lonely, if you don't want to feel lonely, figure out why you feel lonely, work on not being lonely within yourself, and then be the person you want to attract. And I think that that's a really important key piece here is that um, we have to be it. And we have to be it authentically, because like you said, once you get into the relationship, if you, if you catfish your way into somebody's life by, by presenting what you think people want to see, you're not going to be authentic when you actually get to build on that relationship. And that can also exist internally in an existing relationship. If all of a sudden you start to do what you think you should do versus do what's authentic to you and be what's authentic to you, then it's going to feel fake and you have to really live in authenticity. So the ways to do that are through gratitude every day, being in the present moment, loving yourself, watering your own grass, perhaps using your body, being active. If you, like you said, if you define what you want your love to be and then do those things, then that's showing yourself love. That's being who you want in a partner in yourself and that will attract your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's all about perception. And um, I posted um, a video not long ago about someone asked, you know, what are the pros of being single? And if you're feeling lonely, let me tell you, there are so many married people out there that are lonely and they are... <laughs> Way, I can tell you it's way more lonely being in a relationship with someone that really isn't interested in you because there's nothing you can do. If they are checked out, man, that's the loneliest place. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You are trapped. If you're single and you're lonely, call a friend. Go on a date. Find an interest or hobby to see a movie by yourself or read a book or you have so many options. You could do so many things. And it's about perspective, you, if you're in a relationship with the wrong person, your life can be way worse than if you're single and feeling lonely. Things could be way worse. And I'm not, a, I'm not the kind of person that likes to tell people things could be worse. I don't think that's a good way to look at things, but sometimes it does help bring you back into perspective. That's true. You made a point earlier too that I want to highlight that some people are praying for what you have. Some people are out there praying for exactly what I have right now that I'm yeah. not happy with. And yeah. sometimes that perspective and thought process can be really empowering to say, wow, um, hmm, let me see what I have. What is it? that I'm missing. And I think those are some really great points to bring into the people who are struggling in a current relationship mm -hmm. and seeking love in a space where they feel lonely. Loneliness in a relationship is so incredibly difficult to navigate. And 
and I work with clients all the time who are struggling on their nutrition and fitness journey and wanting to lose weight or get healthier, or reduce their blood pressure. Um, as a health and wellness coach, I do a lot of work on the physical things that are going on without that emotional feeling of peace and comfort within ourselves. A lot of those physical ailments aren't going to go anywhere and it's going to continue on. So making sure that you reconcile your emotional well-being and your love with yourself. If you have an imbalance in a relationship that's currently existing, then talk about it. If it's a loving relationship, referring back to the first Corinthians breakdown of all the different ways that love is, um, where is love missing one of those components? And then what can you do to address that? And then work with your partner actively on doing so. And if your partner isn't willing to show up for you, there are friends in your life. And I don't ever encourage people to cultivate relationships with others outside their romantic relationship in a, in an, a way of um, losing integrity and dignity for who you are. But your partner may not be able to satisfy all of the needs that you have. And I think yep. that this is where true friendships are really valuable. And you can feel love through a best friend. You can feel love through, I feel a lot of love and embrace through my kids. Where oh, sometimes yeah. I just need physical touch. And if I don't get physical touch, then I'm going to long for physical touch. So I just go give, lay, lay with my kids on the couch and snuggle with my, my children. Sometimes what you need, you can get yeah. without being in a romantic relationship and get creative on how you do it with dignity, integrity, and self-compassion. Love that. Love that. Kids are a, a perfect source of unconditional love in your life. There's a lot of work when you're young, but at, when you're in your 40s, you're going to be glad you did. And pets are the same way. Like you look at the pet shelters now, they're empty. They're gone. It's gotten everything. There's, you know, people are stuck at home. People want physical touch. People have animals. Animals are great for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've covered a lot of ground. We talked a lot about what defines love, how um, the love picture is influenced and cultivated in people, a little bit about your perspective personally on how that's established for you, some recommendations on how people can repair broken places within themselves through being intentional about loving themselves, defining what relationship can be is a reality. If you define it, you can cultivate it and build on that. Um, we talked also about some challenges and how to repair some things by loving yourself. And then if there's anything else that we want to cover, we can dive into that. But I like to close every conversation with this question, because this is the uncommonly made podcast where we're all made perfectly unique in ourselves, um, but we are not all the same even if our conversation and our perspectives are similar. So what makes you or your relationship coaching practice uncommon? Well, anyone that follows me on social media probably can tell I'm a little off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, every coach is completely different. And if there was one coach for every single person in this world, that probably wouldn't be enough they're every single person is different and unique in their own way and every coach comes at things from a different angle um and everyone has their own niche if you will um and my primary passion is around relationships because the right one can make everything in your life so much more amazing and the wrong one can bring you so much pain and so much suffering so I, I also have a lot of humor. Uh, I use humor a lot. Um, that really started just with recently. I not that I haven't always been a, a kind of a funny guy, but um, at least I crack myself up anyway. I find it funny. Um, but this, the whole thing, the last couple of years, things, you know, people, morale is low and people have kind of really, kind of fallen into a depression and it's easy to do and we've lost connection with with a lot of people and 
Um, and that's tough and it's a difficult time. And um, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm a bit, I'm, a, I'm happy with where I am in life. I mean, I've gone through a lot of things that people are going through. I've experienced all of that. People like to look at me and go, you know, yeah, well, things are easy for you. You know, obviously, you know, you're good looking and things, so that's easy. Um, you know, you, you know, you must have, you have all these, you know, probably go on lots of dates. You probably get hit on all the time and blah, blah, blah. And things are not easy for me. Like, I think life is hard, right? Everything's hard. It's hard, it's hard being attractive in dating. You have to figure out what people want. It's hard not being, you know, it's, there are challenges. Everything is a challenge. I don't, I, I look the way I look because I work out really hard and that doesn't come natural. It doesn't come easy. That's hard work. And I, I've, I've been able to come through those really dark times in my life. I've been, I've had my heart broken so many times, you know, over and over again. And people don't understand that. Like, why, why would someone leave you? It happens. Brad Pitt's a good looking guy, but he's, he, he's had his heart broken, right? Act, actors all the time and get their hearts broken. So, you have to experience all that life has to offer. We're not just here to be happy all the time. We're here to have a life that's full and it's meaningful and it has meaning. There's a time to be sad. There's a time to be lonely. To Because that's that, that, that pain is what motivates us to change. It gives us incentive to change. And I've done a lot of healing a lot of healing and it was a lot of hard work to get to the point where I am now. And yes, I am happy now. And I, I can show that and I do show that. And so that's, that's evident to people and they see that and they want to know why we're just coming from, but I can be serious. I, 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 <laughs> I'm just as passionate about, about coaching and everything else as I am about just trying to get people to laugh and just enjoy life just for a little bit each day. Um, so any, I don't know if that makes how unique that makes, but you know, I am, uh, who I am and, um, and it works. Um, so that's, I just going to keep doing that for now. <laughs> I love it. Your TikToks are so silly and fun. And then those times where you bring in a glimmer of you. So when you're not, not that you're quirky and fun, isn't you, that's not what I'm saying, but you do voiceovers and you go into this, this funny character mm -hmm. in this childlike state that's so fun and brings so much joy to so many people. Yeah. And, and that's such a needed component in relationship is to be funny without judgment and to be laugh in laughter and activating those senses of visual auditory um it brings together that feeling of softness and jovial fun anyway so there's that mm -hmm. that's so fun and then you'll throw in like you playing guitar in a really compassionate sensitive song and so you're reaching out to people and showing a sense of yourself mm -hmm. that's apart from that character that you just played. Mm -hmm. And then you give a little tidbit of wisdom that also reaches the people that are following you in a powerful way of saying, wow, I didn't think about that perspective before. Let me add some thought into that. So I think that the way that you're reaching the public in diversity sets you apart and that you're not out there blasting, you know, this, I don't know, elaborate, format yeah. of I don't know the a lot of coaches will throw out courses and do this and like advertising so to speak uh, and that's not there's no shame in that right. I'm gonna do that too right. like there's absolutely a place for that but what I think is so interesting about the way that you approach what you do is that you're reaching people through feeling mm -hmm. you're reaching people through an experience that um, is not necessarily common to what all the other coaches on the platforms are doing. Right. So 
kudos Thank to you, you for stepping outside and doing something different. Yeah, thanks. It's working. Yeah, I I think it's important to just give, to give and give. And eventually people will want to give back or find out more. And so anytime I can give someone a smile, it's free. That's I'm not asking for anything. I, I wish I could reply to everybody's comments. I'm horrible at that. Um, I try to like all the likes. I try to I like at least like the comments when I can. Um, I'm not really good at that and interacting with people. Um, I, I'm really busy. I've got a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire. Um, but I really appreciate everybody so much. I appreciate everybody that follows me and supports me and leaves comments and likes. And I, I just, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the encouragement. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching your platform grow too. Continue to let us smile. Um, I'll be adding in your contact information in the show notes. So if you want to quickly throw out your TikTok, Instagram, and, and website names, I'll also drop those in the show notes for people to click to. But where can people find you? Uh, Instagram is jd.larsen, L-A-R-S-E-N. Um, TikTok is greatestdane, G R A. S-T-D-A-N-E. Um, and my website is thejeremiahdane.com. Excellent. And all of your services are listed on your website and people can reach out to you there. They are. Excellent. That's how I found you. So thank you for responding and thank you for this conversation today around love. I appreciate all of the little nuggets that you dropped in for us to take away from. And uh, we'll look forward to following you on social media. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and spending the time with me today and uh, have a great day and happy Valentine's day. Happy Valentine's day. You have just listened to the uncommonly made podcast. Tune in weekly for more great episodes.